0: That's one of the reasons that New York is always a good setting for drama and comedy, because of the ways that very different people can come together like this movie. Like there's much more opportunity in your natu- in your normal day-to-day for you to see a, a photographer getting beaten up on your street corner by a bunch of guys and go out there and, and you know, how they meet at the beginning.
1: Some reviews see it as specifically a satire of urban violence and decay. I did not see it that way. And from the expression on your face, it appears you didn't either. I saw it as no. very much about America or US America specifically. Not like, part of why I like it so much is it wasn't all like, man, New York City is like this. Its people are like this. And my understanding yeah. is Jules Pfeiffer was... um The Kennedy assassination was what kicked off this idea, not like how bad things are in New York City. It was about a state of being in terms of violence in the United States. And Mm -hmm. it happened to be about New York City, and for those of us who live here at least, I think we all probably really enjoy seeing New York City and we're like, yeah, that's how it is, that's accurate, because we all get satisfaction out of, you know, taking pride in how shitty things can be here and yet we live here. It's both a very New York movie, but also not, it doesn't have to be a New York movie.
2: Hello and welcome to the Celluloid Mirror mini episode. I am one of your hosts, Nicole Solomon. I am your only host today. So this is a weird mini episode. Usually Sean handles these, but Sean is not here today because Sean does not love you anymore. No, actually it's because Sean is a little bit under the weather and we all wish him well. And thus I am picking up the slack in his absence and talking to you a little bit about our next episode, which is about Little Murders and Annette, two films I like very, very much. Um, You must have just heard... A wonderful clip from that very episode discussing these two films i don't know what that clip you just heard was as i have not chosen it yet but i'm sure it was great and we will talk more about that episode in those films in just a few minutes but first i wanted to chat about a few other things with all of you fine people Uh, One is, as we mentioned on the last mini episode, we have the New York City premiere of Bitten, a Tragedy, directed by Monica Estrella Negra. Sadly, we did not see Monica. She is very busy in the Midwest right now. But we did get to see uh, Sean and I did get to see Bitten on a big screen at the Art of Brooklyn Film Festival last weekend. And we got to see uh, some of the other fine people who starred in Bitten, such as our frequent collaborator, Sarah Shoofs as well as the always wonderful Dylan Mars Greenberg. So it was great to see the two of them get to see the film on a big screen and enjoy it with an audience. And uh, for any of our Canadian listeners, FYI, Bitten, A Tragedy will be screening at the Real Erie queer arts festival in vancouver on sunday june 26th and you can find out more about that screening at queerartsfestival.com again bit in a tragedy will be playing in vancouver at the queer arts festival um, on sunday june 26th so check that out at queerartsfestival.com uh, I also wanted to chat a little bit about some of the reactions to our last couple episodes. We just had our two-parter with returning champion Shea Brodnax talking about Josie and the Pussycats, as well as Speed Racer, two films that he and I, as well as our my absent co-host Sean Mannion, all really, really like a lot, and a lot of other people, it seems really like these movies a lot. We probably got the most enthusiastic reaction that we've ever gotten on uh, TikTok, at least, uh, to this episode. We've been sharing uh, some little clips, some little TikToks we've been putting together from each episode so people can get like a little bit of a taste of what we're talking about. And people were really enthusiastic and receptive to those um, for these past two episodes. Some of comments uh we got i'll just share a few uh jpt 866 says both of both of these movies are masterpieces and no one can convince me otherwise same agree i don't know yeti says du jour means family great point it du jour does mean family as well as friendship and listen to our podcast and all sorts and and leave us a five-star review among some of the other things that du jour means. Dezu Star says, both are some of my favorite movies of all time. Without a hint of irony, I think both movies are underrated and genuinely good. Obviously, Che and Sean and I all thoroughly agree with you about that. Uh, we both, we all think that they are quite underrated and genuinely good. Eden NYC says, we do not stand for any Josie and the Pussycats slander. Agreed. French Toast Fury says Speed Racer was awesome. Also agreed. Teenager317 has a comment I really like, which is, Josie is the least commercial movie ever. Literally anti-capitalist. I I agree that it's an anti-capitalist film, personally. Um, Least commercial movie ever? I guess that's a really subjective... Honor to to bestow on a film, and I I'm sure there is a strong argument for for this. Um, and I I stand by you, teenager three one seven. Thank you for your feedback. Uh, just CJ one nine three says both these movies are iconic and incredible. I stand by both of them. Us too, Noah Glassworks says Speed Racer is the only good live action remake. Well, if you're counting Josie as a live-action remake, I I can't agree with you there. But I do agree that it is a very good live-action remake. And Reanimator says Josie and the Pussycats is the perfect hilarious satire of fame. I love it so much, as do I. Reanimator, um, fantastic points all. And there's there's more where that came from. But that's the kind of the kind of enthusiasm, the kind of reaction that we are getting on the interwebs talking about these two films that are um, largely very underappreciated, even though they have both undergone a kind of uh, critical reassessment in recent years and more and more people are getting on the underappreciated masterpiece bandwagon. But not, not everybody, not everybody agreed Um, with us in our assessments of these films, uh, for example, my buddy Spanish for one, um, hi Spanish. If you're listening to this, uh, we had a little bit of an exchange, um, about all this where he took issue with, uh, something that was said in one of the excerpts we were sharing on social media in which our special guest Che Broadnax compared Josie and the Pussycats to Star Wars because we were talking about a negative review Josie had received in which the critics said that it was built on a foundation of sand. And Che replied that sure, it's built on on a foundation of sand if that sand is Tatooine because Josie is Star Wars level epic hero's journey storytelling. I might not be quoting him exactly, but I I believe that was the gist of it. And Spanish says, oh, come on, Josie and Star Wars in the same sentence, epic storytelling, eye roll emoji. And then we went back and forth um, a little bit. He apparently had started watching Josie and the Pussycats once upon a time. And as a fan of the cartoon, did not like it, um, thought it was, uh, I believe his word was garbage, uh, and felt that we were being a bit hyperbolic in our praise of it and comparing it to as a film like Star Wars, which is much more widely considered a classic film. Um, I don't think it's hyperbole. I don't want to speak for Che or Sean, but, you know, I think we're all pretty sincere (laughs) in our thinking that this is a genuinely good film that was uh largely misunderstood upon release and not not given a chance for a bunch of different reasons that we enumerate on the show so i won't get into all of that there spanish and i had to end up on an agree to disagree point and i do thank him for the engagement um and I'm sure he speaks for a lot of other people who aren't maybe making comments uh, when we post, but are privately thinking it. And if, if that is you, you are obviously completely entitled to your very incorrect opinion. Uh, one thing I will say about that is I, I don't think it's a stretch to compare Josie and Star Wars. They're both arguably movies designed to sell toys and other products. Star Wars much more successfully than Josie. They're both uh hero's journey narratives, which contrary to um, distressingly popular opinion is, is not actually the only kind of story you can tell. You can tell stories that are not hero's journey stories, but a lot of our beloved films are including both uh, Josie and Star Wars. And I think it's actually a pretty apt comparison and If anyone wants to engage with me on that further, I am very happy to talk about it till the cows come home because, as evidenced by the two-part episode on Josie and the Pussycats and Speed Racer, I like to talk about that film. Uh, Other things I like to talk about, um, I guess ninjas is the segue there. Uh, Our buddy Sam, a friend of the show, Sam said uh, he enjoyed the episode and had never noticed the Viking team shouting Krom in Speed Racer uh, and was delighted to hear that. That's what we're here to do. We're here to we're here to teach. We're here to educate. We're here to share knowledge. But he did not like what special guest Shay Broadnax said about ninjas because he said that the ninjas in Speed Racer are evil. And Sam claims that ninjas are more amoral than anything, their only loyalties being to the highest bidder. And to their code of honor, just because an evil person hired the ninjas to do evil things does not make the ninjas themselves any more or less evil than any other ninja. This is a very interesting moral question that has been raised here. Sam is saying that even if ninjas are doing the work of evil, that does not make them themselves evil. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I don't I don't disagree with it. I just had literally not really thought about the morality of ninjas before. So if you listeners want to weigh in on the morality of doing evil because someone is paying you to do so, whether within the context of ninjas or anything else, feel free. Um but but Sam, thank you for Thank you for raising this point and giving us all some food for thought. Definitely appreciate that. We always like to hear listener feedback. You can always go to anchor.fm slash the celluloid mirror and tap the little button that says message near the top to leave us a little voice recording sharing your thoughts about the show or hit us up at any of our social media accounts. It's four mile circus basically everywhere. Um, or better yet, leave us a review, leave us a five-star review, leave us a one-star review, whatever, leave us some reviews, uh, five-star reviews obviously help us the most in terms of connecting to an audience, but honestly, like, you know, have your say, we're not going to censor you here at the celluloid mirror. I just shared feedback from uh, some people who were quite critical of things that we said. And, you know, you can be critical of things we say, too. And that's that is just fine. God knows I am critical enough of the things that I say on the podcast that none of you are even calling me out on. Do you know how painful it is for me sometimes to edit this podcast and listen to the words that somehow came out of my mouth that I don't know if I even stand by anymore. Or sometimes I just think, hey, that's not actually completely correct. Or geez, I phrased that in a really confusing way. Or wow, I guess I'm still figuring out this point or that point. But you know, we're all here to learn. Um, Much as I like to talk, and Sean likes to talk, we don't do this podcast only to hear ourselves talk. We do try to have it be a real conversation where we are listening to one another and sometimes learning and changing our assessments. Um, For instance, I know episode one about Tammy and the T-Rex and breaking the waves. Some of the stuff that really bothered me about breaking the waves, Sean had some things to say about that made me view it in a somewhat different way. And I left that recording session feeling a little differently towards that film than I had when I started so that's a whole digression that i just went on um i do stand by josie and speed racer being fine films and i do stand by josie being star wars level hero's journey storytelling though that is not something that i hear played back and think oh i can't stand by that even though again i was not the person who said it in the first place but i do agree with it and i still agree with it and there's a lot on this show that i personally say that I don't agree with, <laughs> but I, I don't know how any of us do podcasts um, and not hate ourselves. But anyway, um, we'll, you know, revisit all these questions with next week's episode where I say a bunch of things um, of somewhat varying veracity and insight about Alan Arkin's little murders and Laos Carrick's, whose name I am sure I am mispronouncing. I meant to check the pronunciation before I started recording, but I did not do that. So, apologies if I'm butchering Leo's Carrick's name. But anyway, Leo's Carrick's very talented director of Holy Motors, amongst other fine films, including 2021's Annette, a musical fantasia, also star- starring Marion Cotillard and a puppet and the music of Sparks. It was probably my favorite film last year. And Little Murders is also a super, super interesting early 70s adaption of an experimental 60s play. And you'll have to tune in next week to hear more about what Sean and I see as being the connective tissue between these two works. But I will let you know that they are both films about men who move through the world in ways that allow them to avoid responsibility and lead to tragedy. More about that later that episode will be full of spoilers if you have not seen these films and do not know what happens in them. Uh, But they are super interesting films that uh, we discuss in some depth and I highly recommend. And on that note, I will give you a little taste of that very episode.
1: Bye. I mean, to me, it yeah. just speaks to how good his performance is and how human he felt in this highly artificial, stylized production mm-hmm. that I wanted that. I wanted that because he was well, feeling like a person I knew.
0: It's it's also a much more effective way of criticizing yes. the structure than the movie's criticizing because um, yes. those people are sympathetic people sometimes. They're not always terrible monsters. They're your friends sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, mm-hmm. uh, it, which, you know, just to go back to the thing, comedians, it's like, yeah, that person made you laugh. Yeah, that person has things that you really relate to or, you know, has a history of whatever that is maybe reflected in how they're being fucked up right now uh, and then being on the other side of it. But that doesn't mean they're not wrong, or that they're not. They haven't done something wrong. They haven't hurt other people in this context. It's just—it's like not, he needs to be sympathetic. He's not manslaughtering
1: people all the time.
0: Exactly. He's not. He didn't manslaughter me.
1: Nobody has.
2: The celluloid mirror is a four-mile circus production hosted by Nicole Solomon—that's me—and Sean Mannion. Our theme music is Twisted by Kevin MacLeod. You can hear more from Kevin McLeod at incompetech.filmmusic.io. Please take a few minutes to rate and review The Celluloid Mirror on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps other people discover the show. And if you have questions or comments about what you heard on the show or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at info at fourmilecircus.com or seek us out on social media. We are at Four Mile Circus on Twitter and Instagram. Want more celluloid mirror and more from me and Sean? Well, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com four mile circus where you will get early access to episodes of the celluloid mirror as well as uncut video of our recording sessions uh, featuring stuff that doesn't make it to the final episodes and access to our Discord server, Patreon-only events, and so very much more. To learn more about everything we do, visit us at 4